0: Hey folks, welcome to Shrinkology. a very, very happy new year to every listener out there. May you all have a wonderful year. Today, as I start this new year, I am going to talk about a topic that I wanted to discuss and yet I hesitated. Yes, hesitation is the most connected emotion with the topic that I am going to discuss today, sexuality. Let's connect with it. Sex is the basic physiological need along with food, sleep, shelter. Yet, this is the need that has morality attached to it the most, especially in a country like ours. It is shrouded in mystery and suspense and loaded with ill education and inhibitions. Media does its mischief. Media misinforms. Surrounding environs hushes it or speaks about it in vulgar tones, deeming it as something shoddy, something to be not explored, spoken or never ever discussed. Adolescence is the stage where sexual curiosity is at its peak. Yet every single adolescent stumbles and fumbles upon masturbation, carries it out with much guilt, shame and remorse. They get their information through media exposure to films, tele-shows, books, magazines, idle, incomplete chats overheard from married counterparts or equally ill-informed peers and none of them an accurate, complete picture of sexuality per se. Bits and parts are revealed as per the experience in question of the people involved. Pornography is another source, titillating, highly inaccurate and focusing on the act and not understanding the exploratory, preferential segment of each one's sexuality, marriage sanctions sex, sure, but in the sanction, there isn't any education premarital discussion involved often the woman comes in with her set of inhibitions, seeing herself as a passive recipient of the advances of the man, painful accounts of penetration, dread of pregnancy, and or sexually transmitted disease, along with her own history of. Menstruation was she underwent all along. This is the baggage that she carries as she enters marriage. Modern woman, yes, is getting sexually active and may her tribe increase. Modern man is getting comfortable with the changing norms and may his tribe increase too. However, we are concerned here with average scenarios. The typical marital ones that lands in psychology spaces or often go unreported untreated and unshared often the man comes in with his libido on full throttle for he now has a safe sanction outlet to his sexual needs his focus on kissing vigorously pressing few body parts and mainly but mainly on penetrative sex his information sows from porn viewed few quick experiences perhaps with sex workers or friends He is focused mostly on avoiding pregnancy too, earlier, but this restriction on marriage bed hardly comes, unless they are planning to delay childbirth. In fact, delivering a pregnancy is a sign of masculinity for him. Very rarely do couples enter matrimony with a complete and a balanced view of reality. The vital body parts involved in sexual acts shrouded in feeling messy, uncomfortable. There are attitudes developed with regards to hygiene there as well as considering it dirty or not to be disclosed. They give nicknames to refer to the body parts instead of their regular terms. Several inhibitions abound here and create resistance to natural unfolding of the sexual act. Cultural expectations create their own equation and expectations too. Monogamy is the unwritten rule of marriages today. Let's repeat that monogamy is the unwritten rule of marriages today it is implicitly demanded it is the deal breaker most times in the breakup stories given this expectation there are rarely discussions on how the slight aberrations be viewed or how a boundary be established earlier on developing sexual intimacy is a sensitive delicate matter which requires lifelong awareness and effort on the part of both the partners Any one that hurts, the equation hurts and takes a long time in rebalancing. Sex education then must go beyond anatomical explanations and elucidations and focus on this intimacy-building fragment. Anatomical explanations are valid, no doubt. Each needs to understand the contribution of each part in the sexual equation so the pleasure principle can be maximized. We each are psychological beings. And so, the sexual dance begins in the mind and ends up in the bed. What happens in that entire period has a great bearing on the pleasurable outcomes for both. It affects their cooperation thereafter in other areas too. Ample evidence exists at the mood elevation or depletion element directly traceable to the recent sexual encounter. We look at factors that go beyond anatomy and the act But look at behind the scenes and few ignore but vital elements of sexual equation. The first and the foremost being desire. The electric magnetism and the chemistry two people feel for each other, which reduces the physical distance between them, creates certain erotic exchanges between them, culminating into sexual climaxes pleasurable to both. Now here many complain. Before marriage, we couldn't keep our hands off each other. Now, we just don't feel like. The magnetism is a direct result of feeling the desire and making the other feel desirable and wanted. Lovemaking begins in the mind, based on visual stimuli of the partner, auditory messages and whispers that act as a code, touch-generated stimulation, scent that signals relaxations and sexual calls erotic impulses generated in the brain and the body we all know the shiver up the spine of the happy variety now don't we the anticipation now before marriage there's absolutely no distraction to these stimuli and the couple has to attend to only these as they have limited times with each other however with marriage comes other responsibilities distractions which disturb the flow of erotica The question then becomes, who are you bringing to the bed? A whole individual who feels desired by the spouse and is willing to convey desire or a leftover of a householder, employee, parent, co-worker, associate. If the entire day was consumed by other peripheral duties that strained your resources, what do you bring on the bed for yourself and your spouse? Did you find time to lock those eyes with the spouse to communicate? I find you desirable and look forward to our time together. Nowhere in this, exploration of each other features anywhere. Exploration of each other is a long mutual process which involves letting go of previously held misconceptions, previous experiences with partners, moral values carried from childhood. How was sex viewed in your childhood? Was it ever discussed or discussed in peripheral hushed tones? What was your attitude towards sex as a result? When did you come to know about your own sexual feelings? Who did you share it with? How did they interact with you? How did that shape your sexual attitudes? Did you feel excited or feel afraid about your masturbation attempts? What do you feel about your sexual history? How much have you talked about each other in the sexual area? Do you know what excites or repels your partner or do you assume these things? It involves creating a system of comprehension of each other's preferences, turn-ons, turn-offs. It involves understanding how this area can become rife with tension, withholding of privileges, lack of efforts, a ground of insensitivity, and hurts and cruelty. Exploration then forms a vital ingredient in every sexual mix. We are exploring beings right from a childhood, the elders admonishing reigns in this tendency a bit or more, but it lies latent in all of us. Truth is, we dive uncomfortably in sexual acts and fumble. To the chagrin of both, they both become aware the first time isn't as amazing as the media depicts. It is different. It is the first time it deserves your kindness. The woman's anatomy requires the pelvic muscles to be relaxed to allow penetration. The size of a man's penis may, on the first instance create a tingling doubt as to its entry. However much one has read about it, one needs this trial and error to find their right fit. If the mind and body prepare and relax, the first time can be comfortable much. As possible, as it is, as can be. Seven times out of ten, men are in a frenzy to get in. Women tighten up. They cannot come out the next day and tell this mortified tale to anyone. If they heard painful tales earlier, the fear reinforces. If they take this situation to well-meaning friends or relatives, men are advised to push harder till all falls in place. Women are advised, bear it, it's how it is. No wonder anxiety mounts on both ends, it brings physical elements of infection, inflammation and psychological mortification. This could be their moment to conclude sex is difficult and unrewarding. Many women in India go their entire lives not feeling the climax or pleasure they keep hearing about. Men to go around feeling angry at performance anxiety mounts up. A sexual intimacy is a place to feel safe desired, able and secure. When the exploration is missing, intimacy too takes a bow and leaves. Where must you explore? What must you explore? So you ask. The first area I would like to point out are erogenous zones. So little is ever discussed in this area for our youngsters. We too are guilty of not giving these an honest place in our sexual lives. Erogenous zones are the non-sexual parts of the body that upon caressing, touching, bring in your arousal. The trickster part is that they keep changing. Media generally puts out sexual images and acts where the population focuses on only sexual parts of the body. Most try to emulate that in real life too, at times with clumsy, dissatisfied results. An individual needs to deeply tune into one's body. To become aware of which part is the headquarter of sexual hormones especially during that particular time zone. It is a myth that only women have erogenous zones, even men to have their soft spots. They are generally not very aware of it though. We need to change the sexual dynamic where men are shown imposing, demanding and pursuing whereas women are the one running away, coming up with the no and reluctant parties to the amorous advances. Sexuality is equally present in both sexes. What lacks is the exploratory effort on both parts. One needs to truly tune into the body and ask, Where I would like a touch? Where I wish to be caressed more? We can offer the same questions to our partner. Instead of jumping, to generalize images of how sexual must proceed, you may have talks on what brought more pleasure, what can be trimmed away without adding the judgment factor or shaming factor. We can learn to cut away embarrassment when sharing our intimate lesson so we can give and receive pleasure and satisfaction. After all, the partner we chose, we do wish to bring them all things tender. Preferences, this is another area we need to focus on. As we were growing up, we amassed our own sexual dictionary. We grew up watching things, doing things, and certain things got attached to our arousals. They become our fetish or stimuli to arousal or our preferences. They are unique to each one of us. A memory of the first kiss, a special sexual encounter, a deep sensual event, a certain smell, a certain sound is enough to create our sexual desire. It builds unbidden inside us. Similarly, an unpleasant experience can put us off a certain stimuli, despite its general acceptance of arousal credibility. For example, a woman who loved lingerie grew to hate the sight of it after discovering her fiancé's pictures with another woman with her own lingerie. A man hated chocolates as they reminded him of a friend's death who had a chocolate bar in his hand and suicide note on the other. These are such unique encounters. To include these in sexual court of seduction, because they are generally accepted aphrodisiac would be a huge blunder, at least in these cases. In order for them to pass on this knowledge, they need to be aware of themselves first. Preferences need not be only shaped by traumatic circumstances. Preferences are formed out of lifelong experiences, and they keep changing. If one is aware, One can communicate ahead of time to the partner. One needs to continually keep checking in with oneself with What turns me on, in general, in my spouse? What turns me off, in general, in my spouse? The answers may surprise you. Sometimes. Sometimes a certain color, a certain scene in a movie, washing dishes, answering a mail, a text can put you off. A a spicy scene. For all you know, it may be a very spicy, steaming hot scene, but it it can be repulsive to you. A spouse eyeing a film star can down your spirits. A spouse making a jovial remark may hurt you. Conversely, your spouse appearing in a certain attire may get your hormones quietly brewing. A brush of an arm, a naughty twinkle, can want you to get to bed. The personal check-in with what turns off in general terms in the surroundings is a good awareness point. Every stimuli holds a meaning for you. It forms your sexual dictionary. One must keep updating it and sharing it with the partner to keep the sexual nuances unfolding for you in the direction you want. The effort must be on. Often due to lack of awareness sliding into familiar routines, we give up the wonder associated with this space of intimate safety. Sometimes the resentment outside the bed becomes a hotbed of animosity. It works to ask a question. Who is coming to bed? Who are you bringing with you to bed? Have you done your clean-up and peacemaking before landing here? If not, analyze a bit, mull over and bring your sexual wavelength to a warm glow. The bed must not be a space to keep even. It is a space where you go with all the luggage, all the baggage left away. A space where you connect intimately without any hidden agendas. Find ways to regulate this aspect of you. A spouse feeling undesirable is bound to move in unhealthy directions. Depression, anxiety, resentment may become constant companions. One may ask, why put in all the effort? Well, one wants to feel safe, secure and sensual without the accompanying guilt or pangs of shame. Being sexually involved does not always mean being kinky, naughty or thrill-seeking or novelty-inducing. It is the silent knowing of tuning in, becoming intimate at the deepest psychological level with another human and feeling wanted in the most rewarding way. With a partner, you pledge to love, care and respect. Listeners, I would sure like to share that these are my views and they are ever evolving, ever changing. If you would like to share your views, you could leave in voice messages. You can share your thoughts in my DM. They might not be the same as mine, but I would sure like to hear from you. I'll be back next week again with another insight. Another particular issue that I have handled or if I have gone through in my life, I'll be sharing a nugget of it with you to over. Till then. Have a fabulous, fabulous, powerful week.